Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. Can you hear what's playing in the background? Maybe faintly. It's, it? it's Fast Car. Violet's listening to it on repeat. <laughs> oh, I love that. I know, it's the Luke Combs version, but you know, that's okay. New generation. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in Ojai, right outside of LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Liz. That's me, Liz Craft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career in friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we'll talk about our first Roar 24 and we'll explain what that is. Then in Take a Hike, we'll discuss why you should embrace your core. Plus, we have hits and bombs and a whimsical hack. And Liz has a reality show recommendation. Yes, I do. All right, Sarah, it is time for From the Treadmill Desk of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's our Roar 24, which we need to explain. <laughs> yes. So we met last week at the Emerald Iguana Inn, which is our traditional working, if we really need to, like, focus spot. And we were going to try to come up with a tagline for our overnight work session. But instead... It's basically a concept. We came up with this concept that we are going to now embrace and repeat. Yes, and it is called Roar 24. So you might remember that our motto for this year is Hear Us Roar 2024. And as we were trying to come up with a tagline, different words, you know, and phrases, we thought of a Roar 24, which is when you and I decide that we need 24 hours together to work, and it's called Aurora 24. And we were so pleased with ourselves when we came up with this. We were just tickled by it. I love it. <laughs> and then we realized also if we want to do just an afternoon where we work together, you know, which we also do, you'll drive here or I'll drive there just for the day, we can call it Aurora 4. Yes, it may be a little more than four hours. Yeah. Roar four. We need a roar four. It reminds me, Liz, of, I think it was a take a hike about calling a 90-day. The woman on TikTok was like, if something goes wrong, 
Just text your friends, tell them you're going to call in 90 day, and they put it on their calendar that you're going to have dinner in 90 days to talk about whatever challenging emotional thing you're going through. It's sort of like that. It's like, this is our Roar 24. It's like we go, oh, we need to call a Roar 24. Yes. And what I love about it, anything with a name, of course, we both love. Yes. But I like that calling it that immediately puts us into that mindset of work and productivity. And energy, the roar yes. of it to me is like we're going into it with yes, roar energy, with verve. Yes, and fun, too. There's something yeah. fun about roaring. And Sarah, one thing I love, particularly about the roar 24 as opposed to the roar 4, is that when we go to a place, uh, the Emerald Iguana Inn, namely, I feel like we have like a Pavlov's dog response at this time where... Um, now when we go there, we're like, okay, it's time to be productive. A hundred percent. No, it's like, first of all, we try to get the same room every time. It's actually a little cabin with two bedrooms and a little living area and a kitchen. And I sit in my spot on the couch and you sit in your spot in the chair and we're just ready to go. It's true. We it's like, it's the Pavlov's place. dog of like, we sit here and then work happens. But why is it that it doesn't feel like we're working when we're at the Emerald Iguana Inn the way it does when we're on the phone at home? Well, it's the Emerald Iguana Inn. I mean, it's yes. so lovely. It's cozy. It and we're not responsible for keeping anything clean. And I mean, we keep the place clean because we're not messy. <laughs> but we're not like, oh, Liz is going to be judgmental if I have, as if you would be. But if I right. like don't put away the stack of papers or Sarah's going to be annoyed if I I have something on the couch, you know, and it's just totally separate. It's a own yes. separate space. I think I was realizing it's sort of like the room of one's own concept, Virginia mm. Woolf. That spot is our room of our own. Yes, completely. From now on, we shouldn't go there when we just want to relax because True. that could mess with our mindset. We should yes. just only go there when it's for work. No relaxing at the Emerald Iguana Inn. That's Even though kind we of are sad, relaxing. But, yeah. No, but I mean, we are, and that's the beauty of it. But Sarah, this is crazy. So you know I have been sick. I'm sure I have said a million times on the <laughs> podcast. I had COVID, then a cold, then the flu. So oh I have just felt awful for weeks and I swear that one night in Ojai was the bump I needed to get better. Even the day before, I was like, oh, if I did anything, I had to, like, sit down and rest. Yeah. And ever since I got back from Ojai, I feel so much better. I wonder if you just got a truly amazing night of sleep because those beds are extra comfortable, really good pillows. Maybe you just needed Maybe like a it. good solid sleep, which you got on the Roar 24 in addition to being tremendously productive. Yes. And maybe just for me, I have that placebo effect with Ojai. Like, Ojai has <laughs> the magical air. Well, Ojai is healing. It is known to be a healing me. place. Yes. So while we were there, we had a pitch that we'd been working on, which we finished. Yeah. And then we did it for the producer, and now we have notes, and, you know, now it's not finished again. <laughs> As so often is the case, the second yes. we finish something, somehow now it's not finished. And then we also worked on our book, yeah, which we'll talk a little bit more about in another segment. Yeah, no, we got a ton done, so 
We should put another Roar 24 on the calendar. Yes, we should. We absolutely should. And, you know, when we split the hotel room. It's not that much. It's not that much. And well worth it. Yes, absolutely. Oh, and Sarah, one last thing I will say is even though this is 2024 and hear us Roar 2024 is this year's motto, I think our Roar 24s is going to be from now until the end of time. Yes. We will have these. This is not just a 2024 thing. This is now in our toolbox. In our work lexicon. Yes. yes, our work lexicon. Exactly right. We'll be doing Roar 24s in 2030. Yes, we 2034. Will. Yes, that's right. <laughs> All right, coming up, we have a fun take a hike, but first this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Liz, it's time for Take a Hike, where we talk about physical, mental, and spiritual health. Today, I'm saying it's mental and spiritual. Today's Take a Hike is embrace your core, and we don't mean the one in your belly. Yes, this is not an ab workout. (laughs) This is the kind of core that sort of defines who you are. So we're talking about Barbie core, norm core, gorp core, kid core, fairy core, space core, So, Sarah, this sort of relates to how you dress, what you enjoy, the kind of music you might like. It's just sort of what's your identity. This Take a Hike came about because you and I realized that you are prime cottagecore. So explain what cottagecore is. Cottagecore is embracing... Well, first of all, I should say I have never identified as cottagecore before. We we started talking about... Cottagecore because we're trying to come up with a take on a character for a project. And we were like, oh, wait, she's cottagecore. She's into this. She's into that. She's into this. She's into that. And then you were like, oh, she's like your cottage. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which means, you know, I have chickens. I spin and I knit and I garden and I make sourdough bread, which I have to say I did before it became the super trendy pandemic thing to do. Yes, you did. So your core is sort of like a core of who you are, I think of it as. Those elements of me are central to who I am and how I view the world, and I also like that it's kind of silly. I mean, it's oh, like, yes. you know, it's like fun. I love the like, yeah, I'm totally cottagecore. But the funny thing is we realized in discussing this that moving to Ojai in and of itself <laughs> 
is the ultimate cottage core move. Absolutely. So if you're out there and you're going, yes, I'm totally cottage core, just I'll let you know when there's a house on my block available. Yes. yes. <laughs> I love it. And so I was thinking about, well, what's my core? And now this core is not one that you find when you Google, but I'm calling it Valley Mom Core. I live in the famed San Fernando Valley. And you know, Sarah, it took me about 15 years to embrace yes. being in the valley. It did. Now that I have, I've 100% embraced it. And I've further embraced being a valley mom as I am a mom and I live in the valley. <laughs> and to me, what a valley mom core is, is it's like wearing athleisure, paying attention to like, what is the trendy athleisure? It's walking Fryman Canyon. You can't be a valley mom without walking Fryman Canyon. Now, I only have one Stanley Cup, which you actually gave me, Sarah, although I do love Stanley Cups. But having and it's a coffee one cup, of those say. giant, not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the giant Stanley Cup is the valley mom core thing to have. One of my friends has one, you know, that's personalized with her dog's name. Ooh. That's the ultimate... Valley mom core thing to own. That absolutely cracks me up. I love that. (laughs) Yes. But I love that it's what you said. It's fun. It's not serious. It's just, you know, a thing to have a good time with. And as you are evidence of, you can make up your own core. It's a way to yes. sort of go, okay, what are these elements of me that are quirky and both individual but also part of a community? Kind of a where do you find your core group in a way? Yes. It's so fascinating to think about what yes. your core might be. I happen to fit into an easy one. <laughs> yes, part of the idea, you're right, is that while it's about what makes you an individual, it's also recognizing that we're all just like everyone else, right? Yes. So just when you think you're the only, you know, goth girl in high school who wants to wear black and listen to certain music and, you know, have henna tattoos, it's like, no, actually, that's a whole group of people. It's impossible to reinvent the wheel in some ways. Although if you manage it, I swear I will be so impressed. If you come up with your own individual core that just works for you, I bow down to you. (laughs) Yes. And it does remind me, Sarah Gretchen, my sister's number one commandment is be Gretchen. And this is the kind of thing, like, whatever you are, just embrace it. Be it, you know, if I wasn't Valley Mom Corps, I'd be like Housewives watching Bravo Corps. (laughs) That would be my other identity. Can you be two cores? I think you might have to be two cores. You're pretty equally in those two cores, Liz. I know. Well, then there's, is there a showrunner core? Like, is that wearing hokas and (laughs) complaining about unhealthy snacks at the office. (laughs) Uh, I think let's stick with one for ourselves. It gets so complicated. You be Valley Mom, I'll be Cottage. And you be Cottage, and we will just go along our merry way. (laughs) Okay, Sarah, it is time for Hits and Bombs, because Hollywood is all about big hits and big bombs. Shall we start with our hit this week? We should. And I have to say, this hit left me weeping, like repeatedly weeping. And this hit goes to the Grammys. I never watched the Grammys, ever. And I watched this year because, honestly, 
Violet wanted to see Taylor Swift, but then she left, and I was just there sobbing, watching Joni Mitchell and watching Tracy Chapman and watching Annie Lennox singing a Sinead O'Connor song. I mean, I was bawling my eyes out. The whole show, Trevor Noah was great. The whole thing was truly incredible. And in an era when awards shows have just gone to total crap, it was so nice to see. Yeah, and Sarah, I kept getting texts from friends like, <laughs> did you see this performance? Did you see that? And then finally you texted me and you said, I'm weeping. And I said, okay, I have to turn on the Grammys. So I turned it on, watched the rest of the show, and then they played it again. So I then watched the whole thing from the beginning up until when I'd started. So I saw uh-huh. the entire show. The highlight, of course, is always going to be Joni Mitchell. I mean... Seeing Joni Mitchell, it was her first performance ever on the Grammys at 80. Yeah. was so fantastic. And what she's come back from, you know, major health incident. She had to learn to walk again. I think she had, might have had to learn to talk again. And it was just amazing. But I, I yes, I agree you can't beat Joni Mitchell, but I have to say Tracy Chapman at the very beginning. Yes. Fast Car is one of the best, most evocative, beautiful songs ever, and I think is so powerful to so many people of our age. You just immediately go back in time when you hear that song, and she is so talented and incredible and hasn't sort of been out in the public eye in so long. And so to see her have this kind of revitalization and to see, like, whole new generations of people loving her song. And then also, like, what's his name? Luke Combs. Luke Combs. He looked at her with such adoration and such deep respect that just watching him look yes. at her and see her, like, from the audience and everybody watching get that level of just, like, she is amazing was so— I could not stop crying. I was like, Violet was like, what is wrong with you? With you, I was like, I can't explain. She's so good. I, you know, like it was embarrassing, yes. but it was so great. By the time Joni Mitchell came on, I was already in that place. You know what I mean? Like, I was already yes. deep in the emotions. Yeah. No. As soon as I saw Tracy Chapman, I think they like showed her playing her guitar first and then panned her yes. face. I got Ugh. chills. Oh my god! It was so great. And then I think we all appreciated Trevor Noah, who clearly got the memo from the Golden Globes that everyone's in the mood for positivity (laughs) and lightness and niceness, and he brought that. And not misogyny. People don't really like that. So he definitely got the memo, and everyone appreciated that, and we loved seeing Miley Cyrus... Taylor Swift. And we got to see Tish Cyrus also. Yes, we did a project with Tish Cyrus, who is just so fabulous. I was like, there's Tish. Yes. (laughs) So that is our hit, hit to the Grammys. I'm sure you can stream it if you missed it. I'm sure it's going to be available. So highly recommend watching that. I also wanted to add, it was the first time that Threads felt like it was a good space to be during a cultural event. Ah. Twitter used to be everybody would like tweet and you could live tweet and uh, like follow along with something and feel part of a community. And then Twitter has been abandoned by many, including us. And I felt that way about Threads for the first time. Like it was culturally relevant in the moment. And it was fun to be on Threads reading everybody's comments and feeling everyone's enthusiasm for how great the show was. So it's also a hit to threads. (laughs) 
<laughs> Good. And a reminder, you can follow us on threads. I'm at Liz Craft, and you're at S. Fain. Nice, Liz. <laughs> okay. Our bomb. This week, we are giving ourselves a bomb back to the Emerald Iguana Inn. <laughs> you and I did something that was perhaps not the greatest idea. We uh, finished our pitch, and we were moving on to work on our novel— and we decided we needed to change one of the characters' names. And then one thing led to another, and we ended up changing every character's name except one. I think Luke is the only one. <laughs> Luke has stayed. stayed the same. Yes. So we, ch- we changed the original names were Nicole, Kathy, Rivka, and Megan. We changed them to Renee, Devorah, Margot, and Bella, again, for a variety of reasons. We also changed some of the male characters' names. Yes. And then to try to talk about the re-break of the book with the new character names, it was— uh, It was like, it who's was, on first? Yeah. <laughs> yes. We had no idea who it was like each who's other on first. was referring to. Yeah, combined with a really hard Sudoku. It, it was— Yes. So awful <laughs> and hilarious. Yes. Then we were just dissolve into fits of giggles <laughs> because we had no idea who we were talking about, even in our own minds. We had no idea. And then what the other person was talking about, we had no idea. And then in the notes, I put the wrong name. <laughs> You were reading yes. it going, wait, that's not what we talked about. Yeah, I was oh. like, wait, didn't we just spend 20 minutes making a different <laughs> decision here? Why does this say Renee? And then you're like, wait, who's Renee? <laughs> I mean, it was just absurd, absolutely absurd. But we got such merriment out of it that it was kind of <laughs> worth did. it. I don't think I've laughed that hard. And then I asked myself, what's a better time? I mean, the problem is, because I thought, well, you know, we should have just finished the whole book and then put the names in. But then I thought, yeah, but what if we hopefully sell this and get an editorial letter? Right. And it's with all names that we haven't been using for even longer. That's going to be even more jarring. So in a sense, it's hard to find a good time Yes, to change all character names. I mean, maybe do one at a time would be a way to go about it. Or would that just extend the pain? Maybe. I don't know. But, oh, it, it was... <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. It was amazing. All right. Fun times at the Emerald Iguana Inn. <laughs> All right. Coming up, we have a very whimsical Hollywood hack. Sarah got something that's very unher, very uncottage core, might I say. But first mm-hmm. is break. Liz, it's time for this week's Hollywood hack, which is Add a touch of unexpected whimsy. Yeah. So I'll just say that you are turning a closet in your house into a podcast studio, the most cozy, wonderful podcast studio slash office. When it's totally done, we'll share a video of it. And you got something very un-you, very whimsical for your office. I did. So the light switch plate is ugly and old, and I decided, oh, I need a new light switch plate. And so I was looking online for them, and there, you know, there's obviously the basic light switch plate, but I went with a gold, glittery light switch plate. It's straight from the 70s disco era, and it just cracks me up. And now every time I turn the light on and off, I get to have this silly 
light switch plate, it just brings me a tremendous amount of joy. It doesn't go with anything in my office. <laughs> yes, your office is the cottage core. I can see behind you your reclaimed wood shelves that your carpenter built. They're beautiful. They're made from stone pine just from up the street, I have to say. Yes. I'm very proud of them. <laughs> but I love this idea of having just the touch of whimsy and it's very affordable. I think you said your light switch plate was $10. Maybe. Maybe even less than $10. Yes. It was just a drop in the economic bucket. <laughs> yes. So you can do it with different things. Like I have a, a on my desk, I have a little tray that's a lightning bolt, a rainbow lightning bolt. I love that little touch of whimsy. I mean, you could have a coaster. You can have... So many different ways you can find a touch of whimsy. Just a little bit of fun. And I'm being very specific and thoughtful about every single thing I put in the space because it is really small. So I just love it. Little sparkle. Well, and what I think is interesting, Sarah, about this hack this week is just when we were saying with cottage core, embrace your core. It's also fun to go the opposite, go against your core and do something totally different. Also fun. Or add a little 1970s disco. Up to you. Yes, up to you. <laughs> and then, Liz, you have a recommendation this week. Yes, every week we recommend a book or a podcast or a show or whatever we want. And this week I am recommending The Trust on Netflix. It is a reality competition show. People live in a gorgeous house somewhere on the beach, and they compete for basically about a $250,000 prize pot. What makes this show different is that they could choose not to vote anyone out. So every week there's a vote, and you can vote someone out or not. So if you went the whole time without voting anyone out, they would all split the pot. Whoever's left at the end splits the money. So obviously, the more people you vote out, the more money you have, but you risk getting voted out if you're voting people out. It's different in that sense. If you look confused. I am confused. How do they how do they make the decision about whether to vote people out or not? Is that anonymous? How does yes, that happen? Yes, it's anonymous. But of course, everyone tries to figure out if you voted someone out. And basically, if even one person casts a vote— someone's kicked out. So everyone says, well, I'm not voting. I'm not going to vote. But are they telling the truth? This is why. Well, it's no, obviously they're not telling the truth. Well, <laughs> are they, they ever are, telling the truth? Sarah. Yes. Oh. Yes. This is why it's a good game. And I chose this because I'm picking this for people who are obsessed with The Traitor Season 2. I don't know if you've heard, but the Trader Season 2, which is a reality competition show hosted by Alan Cumming on Peacock, is a huge hit. I happen to love the Traders, wow. all Traders, um, including this season. So, and it's on once a week. So if you're missing the Traders, go watch The Trust on Netflix. Nice. And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please follow us if you haven't already. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Sankola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sankola Sound. 
Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Listen to the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin and Side Hustle School. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram and threads at S. Fain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Sarah, I'm drinking my coffee out of my Emerald Iguana in mug. Oh, nice. It makes me smile, makes me happy. I'm drinking my coffee out of my Stanley, Stanley cup. Stanley cup. Oh, Sarah, <laughs> that's a little bit of Valley Mom core coming through. Sorry. Uh, although I'm going to say it's a camping coffee cup, so it's it's cottage core. Okay, there you go. From the Onward Project. <laughs>